blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are continuing, yes, still continuing the round of 32 in our 2022 patron tournament, but we are getting close to the end. Uh, For this episode, we have got an awesome Battle for everyone. Our first contestant shut down Jennifer Miller in our play-in rounds, but can she keep up the rampage? It's Machine Gun Kelly McClure. Kelly, please say hi and uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi. I'm not sure how much I I like being called Machine Gun Kelly. He's a (laughs) a little weird, but... (laughs) Yeah, a little very weird. Uh, I live outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I'm a product manager for a major international med tech company um and yeah just happy to be here we are happy to have you back and your opponent today is not just any man his trivia knowledge has such wide span and he does it all while eating flan it's lumberg comma dan dan lumberg <laughs> welcome back to the show I haven't had a good flan in a long time and now you've got me wanting some i might have to go and hunt some down. I'm a flan fan. Fun to say, fun to eat. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Let's learn our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Okay, now that we know the rules of Throwback Trivia Takedown, I want to get to know Kelly and Dan just a little bit better, and I'm certain I have done this before, but I don't care. Call it pop, call it soda, call it whatever you want. I want to know, what is your favorite soft drink? Ooh. I'm really boring with, like, I drink soda water, like just plain soda water. Um, but I don't think that's anybody else's favorite. So um, I'm going to have to go with a good, solid craft root beer. Okay. Dan. I swear I'm not playing the the Homer on this one or for, for you, the Homer on this one, but it's for me, it's always been Coca-Cola. I mean, it's, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I I've, I've graduated to Coke zero now for reasons, but I mean, uh, next fountain Coca-Cola is about as good as it gets. As far as I'm concerned, the Atlanta boy that I am Coca-Cola is a fantastic drink. And much like Dan, 
if someone would have officially said Coke Zero, that is my go-to. I drink Coke Zero. But I love like, uh, you know, if I'm going to splurge, well, cream soda is my splurge if I have to do it. But like a dad's old-fashioned root beer or maybe like a Boylan's or something like that. I'm going to give it to Kelly. It's a little bit awesome. a little bit more fun of an answer than Coca-Cola. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you said Coke Zero, you would have gotten so, it. But so, you said so, regular Coke. So for the record, Coke Zero is my favorite. And actually, is not my favorite. It's my it's second favorite. Yes, if, yeah. if I'm getting a soft drink, it's going to be Coke Zero. But if I'm like honest with myself oh, fine, and saying fine, what I Dan, want. Fine, Dan, then you win. You know, you no, go no, 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 no. I would have said... <laughs> I would have said good craft root beer, and I couldn't say that. So <laughs> either way, I was doomed on that one. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Kelly, we're going to let you go first. Uh, which category would you like? I'm going to try my best to steal the toys and games category from Dan Lundberg first. <laughs> that is smart tactic. And we are starting off in the 70s. Okay. In 1971, what company became famous for producing licensed dolls, including the long-running World's Greatest Superheroes line, Celebrity Dolls, and the Micronauts toy line? For the for a time in the 70s, their line of 8-inch scale action figures with interchangeable bodies became the industry standard. Oh, dear. 8-inch action figures with interchangeable bodies? This was way before my time. Um... I'm just going to say Mattel. Mattel is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? I think so. Um, I think these are Migos. It is Mego. Mego is what I was looking for. Never heard of it. It was a noble. It was a noble effort. Noble effort, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. All right, getting the steal. Dan, what category would you like? Let's go news and politics. Okay. We're going way back to the 50s. All right, we got a question from Ian Schultze. Thank you so much, Ian. In 1955, Eugene Pauly invented the first wireless TV remote control, which was called Flashmatic. The pistol-shaped remote could turn the TV on and off, mute the volume, or change the channel. What company did he develop the Flashmatic for? Look straight up, and, you, and it might come to you. Look straight up. Oh, Zenith. Zenith, you did pick up on the hint. It is Zenith. That is correct. Well done. All right. Kelly. I'm going to take food. Okay. We're staying in the 50s. I've had this question forever. I swear it has been sitting in here. Thank you very much for rolling 50s. The recipe for celery sticks filled with peanut butter and topped with raisins first appeared in Girl Scout cookbooks dating back to 1946, but it wasn't until the 50s when that same recipe got this more popular name. Is that Ants on a Log? Ants on a Log is correct. All right, Dan, what category would you like? Let's go... Let's go music. Music. Oh, it's the 50s again. Wow. And we're taking a trip to the Throwback Lounge, everybody. I know you're excited. And I need you all to tell me what band got a number one hit in 1954 with this, with this song with the following lyrics. Hint, the band is named after a hairstyle. 
Life could be a dream if I could take you to a paradise up above. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love, life could be a dream, sweetheart. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and hope we'll meet again. Hey! This might be the first time where you actually sang the song as it was supposed to be sung. <laughs> yes, I did. I thought it was hard enough just to name the band that <laughs> sing that song. Okay, so I know this one from a different band that I'm sure you're not looking for. <sighs> Oh, 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 never mind. Never mind. It's the it's the crew cuts. It is the crew cuts. Uh, now, was that other band you were thinking of called the Chords? Yes. So the Chords did originally do it, but they took it to number one. Uh, and then like so happened uh, so often back in the 50s, a white band yeah. redid it and took it to number one. Uh, so that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so the Chords did it originally, um, but... The crew cuts, I thought, would be a little bit with the hint was who I was going for and had the number one hit with it. All right, Kelly, which uh, category would you like? I'm going to take fashion. Fashion. And your decade is the 80s. Okay, finally something uh, a little bit later. What fashion brand, founded in 1983, got its name from its address in White Plains, New York? Initially founded as a fashion footwear brand, it expanded into handbags, sunglasses, and many more accessories. Hmm. Can you read it one more time? Of course. What fashion brand, founded in 1983, got its name from its address in White Plains, New York? Initially founded as a fashion footwear brand, it expanded into handbags, sunglasses, and many more accessories. I'm just going to guess Vans. Vans is incorrect. Dan, do you know your fashion footwear brands? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. And knowing all of that, I'm just going to say, I don't know. Enlighten me. I am looking for Nine West. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah, makes all the sense in the world. All right. Uh, Dan, which category would you like left? We have movies, TV, slang, sports, and literature. I'll take movies. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. This 2002 Brazilian film depicts the growth of organized crime in a suburb of Rio de Janeiro, focusing on narrator Rocket, sociopath Lil Z, and vigilante-turned-criminal Knockout Ned. Oh, that's 2000s? It, 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 City of God. I thought that was earlier than that, but yeah. Yep, it is 2002. City of God, absolutely amazing film. I highly recommend it to anyone out there. All right. Uh, Kelly, which uh, category would you like? I'll take slang. Okay. We're staying in the 2000s. Okay. This slang is for a person who eats food grown within a, within a close radius to their home and was first used in 2005 in an article for the San Francisco Chronicle. Hmm. I feel like I should know this one. I'm going to guess a local yokel. A local yokel? Yeehaw is incorrect. <laughs> Dan, can you steal? I doubt it. Um, 
That sounds like farm to table for me. Farm to table. Farm to table is close, but incorrect. Okay. Uh, John, you're the resident foodie of the group. Do you know this slang by chance for the person who eats stuff around them? Not off the top of my head. Locavore. So it's uh, locavore. I've actually never heard that term before. Okay. Well, it's San Francisco hippies. You know, that's what they do. All right. Moving on. We love you, San Francisco, and I love hippies. (laughs) Uh, Where are we at? I forgot. I think uh, Dan is picking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go TV. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. In Seinfeld, Wayne Knight portrayed what portly postal worker and often comic foil to the lead character, Jerry? Hello, Newman. Newman! Yes, it is. Newman. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Kelly, I saw that eye roll really when he mentioned Seinfeld. I'm really glad you got that question. I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I really wish you would have gotten it, Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly, there's no need to watch every episode of Seinfeld. You can just listen to me talk Seinfeld on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We're going through every single episode. Yeah, no, don't think I'll do that. Love you, Adam, but no. <laughs> That's what we call a natural plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very nice. Exactly. All right. Kelly, you get to pick between sports and literature. I'm going to take literature. Okay. And your ticket is also the 90s. Okay. What 1991 fiction novel by Ben Oakry won the Booker Award? Tom York of Radiohead said about it, It's a very weird book, and I liked it so much that I wrote a song about it, which that song, Street Spirit, went to number five in the UK. I have no clue. Is that the name of the book? I have no clue. Sure. Let's try sure. it. <laughs> I have no clue. Sure. Let's try it is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? What was going to be my answer? Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't know, and I'm not venturing a guess so as to not come across as insensitive or completely foolish. So I got nothing. Yep. Uh, this was a tough one. The book is called The Famished Road. The Famished Road. Okay. All right. That leaves sports for Mr. Lumberg. And his decade is the 80s. Okay. What Fijian-born American pro wrestler is credited with introducing the high-flying style of wrestling to the WWF in the 80s? With a nickname like Superfly, it only makes sense. He was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame in 1996. Not a good man, by the way. Uh, Jimmy Snuka. Jimmy Superfly Snuka is correct. And that will conclude round one for us. John, could you please give us our score updates? All right. Well, Kelly's got some catching up to do. Dan has 60 and Kelly has 10. Yes, we have seen these kind of comebacks before. And we will <laughs> Not see. <from> me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the confidence. All right. Uh, as Kelly got to pick first in round one, Dan, you get to pick for Kelly to start round two. Kelly, you can have sports. Yes. Your decade is the 90s. Okay. The New York Yankees had gone 10 years without a no-hitter until what pitcher, who was born without a right hand, threw one on September 4th, 1993? Nope. Don't know. <laughs> Not even going to try? Um, Johnson. Johnson. The old Johnson rod is incorrect. 
Sorry, it's <laughs> a reference to something. Uh, Dan, would you like to steal? I would. Um, it's that Jim Abbott. It is Jim Abbott. All right. Uh, Kelly, what category would you like to give to Dan? Fashion. Okay. Touche. <laughs> You're a guy. <laughs> that knows nothing about fashion. <laughs> I tell you what, the dice are loving the 90s. Okay. Founded in 1990 in Vernon, California, what jeans company uses a four-leaf clover in its logo and has a specific phrase stitched into the fly of every pair of jeans? In California. Man. I am afraid I don't have anything on this. Uh, let's just say... Lucky. Lucky is correct. Lucky brand jeans. I was and, so excited because I knew that one, and then he pulled a freaking Jonathan. Uh, well, I, I I know Lucky is a brand, and I know that you said that there was a four-leaf clover, so mm-hmm. put those together and hope it sticks. Uh, and stitched in the fly is Lucky You on all of their mm-hmm. brand of jeans. So a nice little cheeky comment when you're opening the fly. All right. Uh, Dan, you get to pick for Kelly. A slang. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Geeks in the 80s would call each other what scruffy-looking insult thanks to Princess Leia calling Han this in 1980s Empire Strikes Back. Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder is correct. Yay. Scruffy jo- looking. A scruffy looking. Nerf John actually called me that or made a comment of that like a couple days ago, and I immediately used it for this question. That's so. awesome. All right. Kelly, what category would you like to give to Dan? Literature. All right. Literature coming at you. And your decade is the 50s. Okay. What pamphlet-like word game consists of one player prompting others for a list of words to substitute for blanks before reading the new whack story aloud? More than 110 million copies of these books have been sold since first published in 1958. Those are Mad Libs? Those are Mad Libs. And I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to put them in toys and games or in literature. I thought it'd be fun to put them in literature, so... That is correct. Hey, that's how I learned parts of speech. So, yeah, it, for us, it was a camping thing. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. I always associate Mad Libs with camping because um, we awesome. used to do it. Yeah, and so actually, I have a little camping kit, and I have a couple Mad Libs in there that's just awesome. uh, just in case. All right, uh, Dan, which category would you like to give to Kelly? Let's go food. Okay. And your decade is the eighties. Got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What fancy condiment was first introduced in 1866, but it wasn't until a 1981 commercial involving two Rolls Royces and a simple question when this condiment truly became iconic? Can you read the question one more time? Of course. What fancy condiment was first introduced in 1866, but it wasn't until a 1981 commercial involving two Rolls Royces and a simple question when this condiment truly became iconic? I'm going to guess Grey Poupon. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon is correct? Of course. 
Well done. Sweet. Um, uh, <laughs> doing well. Uh, Dan, what category would you like to give? Nope, oh, wait, that's, what just, that's what just happened. That is uh, Kelly, what do you want to give today? Um, let's go with movies. Okay. And we finally have our first 60s question. All right. And a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. In 1967's The Producers, what is the name of the distasteful stage musical the main characters Leo Bloom and Max Bialystok help put on in a dishonest effort to scam the show's investors? That's uh, springtime for Hitler. It's springtime for Hitler and Germany. Springtime for Hitler is correct. All right, now, Dan, you get to pick a category for Kelly. Um, toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. What doll was first made in 1934 but reached peak, po peak popularity in the 50s? The doll's special feature was simulating urination after a fluid was poured into her open mouth. I had one of these. Can you read it one more time? Of course. What doll was first made in 1934 but reached peak popularity in the 50s? The doll's special feature was simulating urination after a fluid was poured into her open mouth. Hmm. I would be more impressed if it was poured into her closed mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's wrong. Uh, let's go with Tinkle Tina. Tinkle Tina is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? I can now that you said that. I wouldn't have had it if you wouldn't have made a guess. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that's Betsy Wetsy. Betsy Wetsy is correct. Dang. Dang. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not have that until you said that. I was like, oh, no, there it is. <laughs> Getting the steal with his knowledge of Betsy Wetsy dolls. Uh, Kelly, which category would you like to give to Dan? Left, we have music, TV, and news and politics. Let's go with TV. Okay. It's another 50s question. Okay. George Reeves graced America's television screens for more than 100 episodes between 1952 and 1958 as this costumed hero. Superman. He was the first Superman. That is correct. Superman on screen. All right. Uh, Dan, what would you like to give to Kelly between news and politics or music? Let's give you music, Kelly. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. What avian blues rock band lasting from 1963 to 68 at one time or another, included members like Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page. Can you read it one more time? Of course. What avian blues rock band, lasting from 1963 to 68, at one time or another, included members like Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page? The Yardbirds. The Yardbirds is correct. I was like, come on, come on. You have the list of all of the Clapton bands in your head. Yep. 
get it out. Yep. yep. There. All right. And that leaves news and politics for Dan Lumberg. And he's going to get the 80s. Okay. On December 8th, 1980, John Lennon autographed a copy of his album Double Fantasy for a fan. Later that night, the same fan would fatally shoot Lennon twice in the back and twice in the shoulder at close range. Who was this person who killed John Lennon? Why do they always have three names? All these guys do. This is uh, Mark David Chapman. It is Mark David Chapman. And with that, we end round two. John, could you please give us our score update? Well, unfortunately, Kelly could not catch up to Dan. And we have a little bit of a runaway here. Dan has 130 to Kelly's 40. Yes, that is a bit of a runaway. But Dan Lumberg, as I like to let everyone know, you have the opportunity to have our highest score, without question, this would beat Eric Eads' highest score of all time if you doubled up. Just throwing that out there, Mr. Lumberg, if you uh, were so inclined. All right. But uh, we need to know what two categories are going into our final round, no matter what the wagers will be. And Dan, as you were in the lead, which category would you like to go in? News and politics. Okay. And the decade will be the 60s. And I will take food. You'll take food, okay. And the food decade will be the 90s. All right. So I need to know your wagers for 60s food. Sorry, 90s food and 60s news and politics. Uh, Just a reminder, Dan, history could be made today. You bringing up Eric's name reminded me that you didn't uh, have me say anything before we started the game today. I, I forgot to mention about uh, the Benchwarmers podcast, but I will plug them. Don't you worry. <laughs> nonetheless. My wager's locked in. Mm-hmm. Mine is also locked in. All right. Well, let's get our two questions underway. Our 60s news and politics question. On Sunday, Bloody Sunday, May 1st, 1960, what type of American spy plane piloted by Francis Gray Gary Powers was shot down over Russia? And your 90s food question. McDonald's introduced what burger in 1996? It was a quarter pound of beef, peppered bacon, leaf lettuce, tomato, American cheese, onions, ketchup, and Dijonese sauce with a split top sesame seed bun. I'm locked in on both. All right. Dan doesn't need to keep thinking about any of his answers uh, or repeats, but I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to take this time to absolutely shout out the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Dan Lumberg is one of the, what are you guys up to? Like 43 or so. 33. You're like the Avengers. You keep kind of adding people and adding people until you're pretty much the entire Marvel roster. Uh, but the Benchwarmers Podcast is an amazing trivia podcast where you guys are going to get literally the best in sports trivia. Uh, we appreciate all of the guys on there. You guys are amazing. Quite a few of them are in this uh, trivia tournament, and that's kind of fun. to be excited to see two of y'all go head to head. It's got to be Josh and Eric first if that happens, but uh, they're on the top bracket. I'm, I'm, we're on the bottom bracket down here. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, something of like that will happen. But you guys out there, please check out Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. All right, uh, Kelly or Dan, do either of you need one of the questions reread? Nope, I'm locked in. Nope, locked in. 
All right. Kelly, as you were behind, maybe you can catch up. Uh, what? <laughs> what were your answers? Sorry. What were your answers to our 60s news and politics and our 90s food question? Uh, for the news and politics, um, I don't know anything about airplanes. So I just said it'd be 52, knowing that it's a bomber and not a spy plane, but that's fine. Um, and for the 90s food question, just went with the Mickey D's Deluxe. Deluxe. All right. And Dan, what were your answers? Oh, you went with the wrong band. It, it was a U2 plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the burger bur- burger was a, uh, a McDLT. All right. And for the answers on Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yes, May 1st. That was the hint for the U2 uh, spy plane and the uh, 90s food question. The burger that was introduced in 1996 with the split top sesame seed bun is the Arch Deluxe, not the McDLT. McDLT was famous for being split. That's right. um, In their uh, have the hot on the hot and the cool on the cool side. Uh, But yeah, the Arch Deluxe had that little split top bun, did have the bacon and whatnot. So neither person getting their answers. So maybe you never know. Uh, Kelly, what did you wager? I wagered to get it wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like like always uh but there's a long running kind of inside joke with my family about the number 35 so i wagered five points to end with 35 points <laughs> Assuming, all right and dan what was your wager eric Ede chases records i don't chase records <laughs> i just play for the sure thing so i bet zero <laughs> all right john could you math us up and let us know <laughs> With a final score of 130 to 35, Dan Lundberg is today's winner. Ooh, well I done, am sir. Shocked. <laughs> my surprise face. You didn't get a lot of your 2000s and 90s questions pop yep. up there, so I'm yeah. no, I was not alive for most of these questions. <laughs> Let's see, 90s. Right. Uh, so three, five, four. Yeah. yeah, you know, six of them. Yep. Some, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Dan, we will be hearing from you again when you take on the winner of our Will Dennison and uh, Nick Groves match. That will mm-hmm. sure surely be a fantastic game whenever uh, that comes to whoever you're taking on there. That's my prize. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> take on one of the two of them, which are both uh, pretty tough opponents. But, Kelly, this means this is the end of your epic run on Throwback Trivia Takedown this year's tournament. Uh, is there anything you would like to say? Um, thanks for having me on. It's great. You know, I, I appreciate it. And uh, and Dan, if you do end up going against Nick Groves, it's just he and I are the same person. So it's no. you're just going to be going up against me again. So good luck. Uh, I hope you win. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> we, we were all secretly hoping that Kelly would win this one and maybe Nick wins the other one. And because they've never been seen in the same room together, Kelly yeah. and Nick Grove. So they're obviously the same person. It is true. But yeah, um, a, a big thank you to Scott Barber for coming down to North Carolina last night and taking my husband to a Tori Amos concert. So I did not have to go. Uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks, Scotty B. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Scotty B. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Dan. For John, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, 
go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.